The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So a little more details on the hardware um, here on the iPhone. Um, the, um, the special thing about um, iOS and, and iPhone and iPad is that the software and the, the hardware um, they come from the same single vendor, which is basically Apple. Well, of course, they, they buy different components from, from other suppliers, but they basically have everything in control. They know their components, their hardware components, and they can design their software to work in line um, with, the, with the different components. If you think about the desktop, um, especially not in the Mac area, but um, in, in the Windows area, we have Microsoft. They are developing the Windows operating system and that has to run on a, on a huge variety of different computers from different manufacturers. So Microsoft cannot know what kind of components are in these computers. Uh, and then every supplier has to provide drivers, and sometimes drivers work, sometimes they don't. And um, you have this huge tackling around. With this here, when you have the hardware and the software from a single vendor, that's not a big deal, because the vendor can basically bring in all the drivers in there, and it should work right out of the box. The iPhone introduced multi-touch actually to a broad audience in 2007, and it also changed the role of the provider. So at that point, it was like um, uh, it, it's like the, uh, the the provider actually asked to be allowed to sell the iPhone because at the first launch, you probably know it was restricted to a single provider. Uh, I think here was Telekom in, in Germany. You could not get an iPhone from Vodafone at that at that start. Uh, it has changed right now, but um, if, you, if you think about Nokia phones, you could get your favorite Nokia phone from any um, service provider. But at that point, the iPhone was pretty much exclusive to just one um, contractor. Uh, later on, the App Store concept was introduced. So right at the beginning, as I said, there was no applications that you could write or install on your iPhone. They came with some pre install applications like for writing SMS, for calling people, uh, an address book, for example, but that's, that was a closed system, basically. Um, yeah, they also introduced um, the Safari web browser, and um, what was the fundamental change to that is, in combination with the touchscreen, browsing the web became much easier compared to other competitors that had been there before, like the Nokia communicator, where you had, for example, a stylus to interact with your websites, for example. Here's some technical specs uh, of the iPhone uh, 6S Plus. So this is basically where we are right now. So we have um, ARM uh, chips, and uh, they are now already at 64 bits. Um, we have 128 gigabytes of memory compared to a computer that's still less. But um, hey, it's at least flash memory. And um, if you take uh, phones from other manufacturers, you can even exchange or upgrade your uh, memory, which is not possible with the iPhone line. Um, also, um, the, um, the display resolution has increased uh, since the um, introduction of the Retina display, um, making it um, the, the, the content displayed on the screen much crisper, uh, especially for text. It's much more pleasing to read text on a, on a Retina high-resolution display. Uh, we also have a fingerprint sensor. Um, yeah, that is because uh, mobile devices, you can like put them down and you maybe walk uh, through the restroom and then you come back and then, uh, well, somebody could have uh, spied um, on, your, on your data. And so that's why you typically enter a passcode. But 
entering a passcode that's like kind of tedious and also it is not really um, protective against uh, shoulder surfing. So a fingerprint sensor, um, the introduction of that is basically a less um, tedious way for the user to authenticate uh, with the device. Uh, 3D touch has been introduced with this line of iPhones, as I said, that's basically pressure detection on the touch screen. That's radically new and so far I'm not really sure what is the benefit of this. Um, in the iPhone you can use that for um, accessing shortcuts. Um, this one comes with, a, with the M9 Motion coprocessor that is actually a, a coprocessor that is used for collecting um, accelerometer data, for example, like uh, counting your steps. Uh, a lot of, of stuff is right now going into the uh, quantified uh, self in, in the health uh, sector. Um, and um, I think also in, in line with that is the Hey Siri feature. So it's an always on way to talk to your phone even if you're not really uh, pressing a button. Uh, it has, well, front and back camera and as you can see over the years the, um, uh, the resolution also increased here so we have now 5 megapixels at the front, 12 megapixels at the back, uh, dual flash and focus pixels um, and also um, NFC which came compared to Android phones pretty late to iPhones and it's uh, restricted to uh, using Apple Pay for paying with your phone. Um, so here is some overview. This is not really complete because they cannot be squeezed into one single slide of the different devices that have been developed. And uh, well, this is the classic iPhone. As you can see, not many applications here like maps, camera, and weather. And as I said, in the first place, you could not install uh, different applications. Um, so then this basically um, increases also in screen size, as you can see over the years. Um, what are some, some fundamental differences? So here with the iPhone 3G, we had the App Store. iPhone 4 introduced the Retina display. Uh, with the iPhone uh, 5S, we had the fingerprint sensor. Now with the iPhone 6, we have 3D Touch and NFC. And um, although we are, the trend could be like we're going bigger, we are actually also now going smaller with the iPhone SE, for example, which has basically the same specs as the iPhone 6S. Uh, it doesn't have 3D Touch, I think. Um, but it is basically in the case of an iPhone 5S, which is smaller at four inches. Um, and then also even a bigger phone, the, the, the Plus line, um, which as, as I already said, when you turn that into uh, landscape mode, um, it exploits actually the bigger screen real estate and displays a different um, view of your, um, of your um, applications. Um, and then we have other products that came up, um, like here the iPad that actually started in 2010, so the first tablet, um, which purposes basically a consumptional uh, convenience device, like browsing the web, for example, looking up information, and having a bigger screen available there um, is a huge improvement in terms of usability compared to when you were sitting down there with your laptop, for example. Um, meanwhile, then, uh, I think last year, um, Apple introduced the Apple Watch, so now it's like also a display that you have on your wrist. Uh, I refuse to say it's a watch because to me it's a display on your wrist. Um, it needs to be connected permanently to your phone, uh, so uh, it has some functionality that works even without the phone, and I think now you can even install applications natively on the, on the phone. 
Um, before it was like that your application rests on the iPhone and basically when you start the application some communication is going on between the two devices so pushing the views and the view controls basically onto your watch um, so you couldn't really start the watch without having the phone around but that has changed now. Um, still some, some stuff that needs to be tackled here is of course with a small screen and a fat finger problem it's not that easy to, to interact um, and um, also battery, uh, um, the battery space is limited here, so um, you like need to constantly charge your watch, which is something that I also dislike. Um, and then we have now the iPad Pro line, um, where first of all, a stylus input was added, something that Steve Jobs always refused to, to add to an iPad. Uh, why would you need a stylus? Um, and that's actually now something that you can use for annotations. It's, it's more now shifting towards the content creation um, that you can do on a tablet, which in my opinion is not that convenient to do with uh, a finger on, on a tablet, but with a stylus that might change. And they also increased um, the, the screen size here again, and now we have basically with 12.9 inches a screen real estate like the ones that we have on the laptops, but we don't have a physical keyboard here, we don't have a mouse here. You can attach um, a keyboard to that, um, but there's no real mouse input, but yeah, we have to start this now. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.